What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another flashback Friday edition of my podcast. We're going back to episode 135 where I talk about supplements and give you my opinion about it. So here we go. First things first, when a brand new client asks me, what supplements should I take? The first thing I tell them is, let's look at your nutrition, right? Supplements are to supplement what you're not getting in your diet. And a lot of people fall victim to you know, the marketing they see online, people talking about protein shakes all the time, and in reality, you don't really need those things. But living in a world where everything is not as it used to be, a good example is all of our soil. The levels of, you know, like magnesium and all the minerals and vitamins that we used to get from our farmers have gone down drastically in the last 40 years. So you're going to start seeing supplements being, I, at least I think, a really important um, aspect of healthy living. Um, I try and I try to always advocate, you know, you want to eat whole foods. You want to stay away from processed crap because who knows, right? And the one thing when people ask me about supplements is uh, they, they almost look at it as an escape to, you know, outrun their bad diet. And I just don't want people to think that, yeah, you should take this supplement, this supplement, this supplement, and that's going to, like, fix all your issues. But in reality, you know, food should be your number one priority. But let's, you know, clean the slate. Say you're eating pretty well. You're trying your best. And let's say 80% of the time you're eating really well. Yes, let's go look at supplements right now. I wouldn't, you know, throw supplements with a brand new person who's just getting started. But, you know, say you have a couple months under your belt or, you know, it took you a year to finally figure out that eating chips and Coke for breakfast is not the best choice. Um, The first thing I advocate is protein shakes. Because one, it's super easy just to get that to start your day. And, you know, there's so many different supplement brands out there and it's hard to choose. Now, depending on where you are in the world, at least here in Canada and I believe in the United States, is the FDA has some really, really weird um, rules, regulations. So here's an example. If I wanted to start a supplement company today, I wouldn't have to go through trials of, you know, on animals or on people. I can just right away market it to people and sell it, which is kind of like crazy. Um, I can say that my protein powder has the best, you know, crap put into it, I have this and that, and make all these claims that other protein brands don't have, and it doesn't have to get checked, which is crazy. And I could easily put in half of what I say, and no one would know any different. And a great place to check out is examine.com. They do a lot of research on supplements, 
And if you are worried about what your brand you're currently using, I would go out to your computer, your phone, and check examine.com and see if they've written an article or created their own research on your particular brand. So um, the other interesting thing, I believe they did either on branched-chain amino acids or protein powder to see if actually the amount of protein uh, advertised was actually in their product, and they took five major brands, put them through some um, tests, and all of them, uh, on average, um, whatever you know grams of protein they had, it was anywhere from five to seven grams less. So that is fucking crazy. So you have to be, you kind of have to do your due diligence to know if you're actually getting, say, your 25 grams of protein per scoop. Um, the other crazy thing that I've learned about supplements is that when they do studies about supplements, it's only based on one supplement, not when you're using other things. So think about this. Most people, on average, use five to seven supplements a day, and that can include your protein powder, multivitamin, fish oils, like all pre-workouts, everything. So you actually don't know if that combination is actually safe for consumption. A little scary. And then you think about like bodybuilders who do like stacks of like ephedrine and a pre-workout and this and that, and you're like, holy shit, what are you doing to your body? Um, But safe bet, find a protein powder that doesn't give you an upset stomach. That's the major thing that a lot of people complain about is they try you know, a protein powder, it's either too sweet, it doesn't like sit well, and when they consume it and they go work out, they feel like it will throw up. So there's different, you know, um, brands out there that say you're lactose intolerant, a whey protein concentrate might not be the best. And if you're getting your protein powder from Costco that's on sale for bulk, it's probably not the best quality. So you know, I would go on Amazon and look at different options, go read up some articles and reviews, and try them. Again, protein powder is very individual, so make sure you, you know, try different brands and see what works best for you. Now, the other option is, um, you know, vegan protein powders. <sighs> you got to be careful with these because most of them taste like shit. You know, there's things where you can get protein powder from, I think it's like pumpkin seeds, alfalfa, um, hemp. There's soy. There's so many different combinations. A brand that I like to use that I found that doesn't taste like complete horse shit is Vega. Um, If you're new to vegan options, go with their sport line. It tastes a little bit better. Uh, whereas if you go with their Vega One, where it's like almost like a meal replacement shake, uh, they throw in a lot of greens powder in there, and that's where it kind of tastes kind of off. I always get, you know, if clients are gonna try a vegan option for whatever reason, I will get them to the Sport because it tastes less horrible. But the Sport line, any kind of vegan um, protein powder, in fact is really chalky compared to a regular whey concentrate. And then when you have to shake it, you have to shake it really, really freaking well. So 
you don't get these giant clumps of protein powder and then when you drink it and it's still together you might even cough out like dried protein powder so try a bunch see what works for you see what tastes great for you the reason why i always go back to vega is that when i trained a handful of paralympic uh, swimmers they had a list of supplements they could and couldn't have and it was a long list and basically it was three brands of protein powder they were allowed to have and one of them was vega so in my head i was like okay if the olympics allows my athletes to use vega there's obviously something in there that is good for human consumption whereas other brands that didn't make the list i was like hmm i'm interested to see what substance is in there that the olympic committee did not like so you have to almost think about it um the other thing with protein powders is i use them you know after workouts um, I use them to help clients who are really, really struggling to get their protein up, especially women. And I just tell them, just have one protein shake a day. Like, just go for it. And that, you know, takes that 25 to 30 grams to the next level for them. And now they're eating sufficient amounts. And then guys that I train that own their own businesses or CEOs, they have no time to be like, all right, so I'm going to make food, I'm going to pack it up and go to my office and eat it. And even when they get to that point, they don't eat it at their office. So I tell them, buy a big-ass tub of protein powder, put it on your fucking desk with a shaker cup, and your goal is to have one of those a day. I don't care when, just have them. Just getting the habit and routine of having a protein shake will help in the long run. It's just actually doing it. Um... The other supplement I want to um, talk about is brand-chain amino acids. You know, for the longest time, I've been taking them because I do intermittent fasting. And then with the newest stuff coming out in research with Alan Aragon, that is actually a better choice to actually go with a protein shake. So I kind of stopped doing brand-chain amino acids and, you know, went towards um, protein powder instead. And... The other thing, if you are using branched-chain amino acids, look at what's in it, because most of the time there's a lot of filler. And when I took branched-chain amino acids, I took them in pill form. There's no flavoring, no nothing. But if you actually get a powder with flavoring, like look at the sugar content. There's a shit ton in there. Look at the coloring that they put in there, and you'd be surprised how many color numbers are in there. And if you look at the research, all those, you know, fake colors that have numbers attached to them are not the best for human consumption, and they may lead to cancer. So I tend to stay away from those, and I kind of give that same advice to my clients. Um, the other thing that I bring up is my, um, like, multivitamin I take and also um, fish oil. So multivitamin i think everyone should take a multivitamin like like i said before all of our soil that our food grows out of sucks compared to what it was you know 40 years ago so we are deficient in um that and i also for myself personally i take a lot of vitamin d during the winter months because out here in vancouver we are on the 49th parallel and speaking to Kamal Patel, who works for Examine, he was saying essentially anyone 
from the Californian border and up are basically vitamin D deficient. So if you're in a place that doesn't get a lot of sunshine during the year, I'd highly recommend going with vitamin D. Um, you know, where I live, we probably get cloudy and rainy days 300 days out of the year. And when the sun comes out, it's like, oh, my God, it's so glorious. And then after one day of sun, we all complain about how hot it is. And, like, other parts of the world is so freaking hot compared to where Vancouver is. But anyway, the vitamin D is something you should look into um, if you're living somewhere where you don't get a lot of sunshine. And that will help a lot, especially for mental health. Like, me personally, like, waking up in the morning super early and there's freaking dark outside and then all day it stays dark because we don't get sun i get depressed and i'm like fuck this i don't want to do anything vitamin d does help um fish oils another great supplement to have um from brain function to like better just human function um i could go into so much detail with fish oil but to keep this podcast short i highly recommend to also go to examine.com and check out every single article they've ever written about fish oils. Um, just remember brain health. It's great. If you don't eat a lot of fish in your diet, fish oils is the way to go. And again, quality control. Uh, I know for a fact that Examine has a great article on certain brands that are higher quality. So again, FDA rules, they're kind of spotty. And if I wanted to create you know, a fish oil brand today, I could, and I could use the cheapest fish oil out there to can produce and market so make sure you check your brands um the other thing i want to touch on is creatine um if you are an individual who's been training for a while and is getting really serious about strength creatine is actually a great way to go and a lot of people um get misinformed that creatine is bad for you but it's actually the most research supplement out there compared to protein and every single time they do a study it actually shows improvement in uh, human performance so i highly highly recommend if you are serious about training creatine would be great you know five grams a day on training days and make sure you go with the creatine monohydrate and not um you know a supplement that throws in a bunch of fillers and crap like that. You got to be really careful with the brands that you choose. So I literally go to my grocery store and they have a giant tub like this that um, is just pure creatine monohydrate and by itself tastes like shit. So I put it into my protein shake and you won't taste it at all. And that's where I'm going to leave it off because I want this to be a supplement 101 and maybe i'll do a 102 um later on to get in depth with certain things because we're already at 20 minutes and i gotta jet out of here but if you guys have any more questions about um supplements let me know if you want me to elaborate more on certain things like like just barely touched fish oils barely touched creatine but um We'll do a 102 and break it down a little bit further, but that's it for me. If you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out. 
add me on Facebook, add me on Instagram. I love chatting to all of you. And I think a lot of you have been actually listening recently and you've been adding me on Facebook. So thank you for adding me. I'm always here to help. And if you want more info, join the Cut the Shit, Get Fit newsletter. And I'd be happy to add you to that list and send you more awesome shit. That was my dog. She probably wants to go outside as well. So I'm going to end it here. Until next time, you guys, that's it for me.